Comparison is a thief of joy. Mark Twain, C.S. Lewis, or Theodore Roosevelt said that. Nobody really knows. This is a quote from a book I'm reading, Kindle Life by Swami Shinmayandana. When we carefully analyze the attitude of people in general, we find a continuous possession of such unintelligent mourners. A lame man on a wheelchair despairs at the sight of healthy pair of legs walking past him. But the man who can walk sighs at another, swiftly passing him on a scooter. The man with the scooter again is jealous of the motor car owner and the later pines away at the thought of having to pay his income tax. Such indeed are the sorrows of all, but there is no need to despair for the remedy is quite evident. So everything is in comparison. They've done research. I guess they pulled employees or just people in general. This is a pretty famous study where they asked people if they would rather make, I think it was like 120,000 when everyone else made 150,000, like let's say uh, their neighbors, or would they rather make 75,000 when their neighbors made like 75,000. And the overwhelming majority of people answered that they would rather make less money as long as it was as close to everyone else as possible. This is an ancestral adaptation. We don't like people above us and we don't like people below us, which is what I believe is the origin of bullying. It's a way of trying to weed out the weak and get everyone on the same level. Because if you actually think about what it was like for hunter-gatherers, any weak member of the tribe would have been a liability. If you're hunting dangerous game or if you aren't on the same page as everyone else and you're wandering off or you attract attention from another tribe if you're not quiet if you do your own thing it's a major threat to the entire tribe and you're likely to get people killed so it actually makes sense that people that are perceived as weak or this or that gets bullied like it makes sense uh, shame and ridicule have been observed a ton throughout hunter-gatherer societies that anthropologists have studied this is very fascinating there's a concept known as shaming the meat so a hunter and this one particular tribe would come back with a slab of meat, let's say. Let's say he killed a small deer. Well, he was expected. This was the norm. He was expected to shame the meat. He was supposed to talk about his pathetic kill and the pathetic small lump of meat that he was bringing to the tribe to show everyone that he wasn't being egotistical or getting a big head, which is what one of the translations, I believe, was from this hunter-gatherer talking to an anthropologist. The rest of the tribe, as he would bring in this kill, it could be, I mean, it could have been like a huge thing. He could be dragging this huge chunk of meat, but he was still supposed to shame the meat. He was supposed to shame the thing he was bringing to show, it's, it's kind of like a ritual, to show that he's not better than anybody else. And there will be times when he isn't successful and someone else is successful and someone else brings the food and it's the same thing. These type of practices were something that kept everyone in check. Shame and ridicule and gossip is supposed to, this is literal, literally evolutionary adaptation, supposed to keep people in check and on the same page because anybody that would stick out would be a threat to everyone's survival. Anyone that thought for themselves or challenged the status quo, something like you don't go to that watering hole because it's dangerous and they create myths around that. And you're saying, oh, well, I don't trust you or I don't believe you. I'm gonna go down the watering hole myself. And then you get yourself killed and then you can't contribute to the tribe or you bring someone else to the watering hole or you bring a young child to the watering hole. Do you see how the threats can grow exponentially when you have people that aren't on the same page? We didn't have writing. We didn't have social media or phones or radios or any technology. We had to live in the wild while other things were out trying to kill us, either actively trying to kill us because predators or a snake just happens to bite us and we die. We didn't have hospitals. We didn't have the ambulance or 911. You could literally break your, your foot or your ankle and then you could get an infection and then you could die. Something that is basically not a death sentence today, would be a death sentence back then. 
So what this means is our ancestors had to be hyper aware. They had to be hyper vigilant. And all these norms uh, were created at the group level because that is what evolution figured out for humans. Humans were best able to survive, to hunt, to procreate, and to become the apex predator by working in groups. And all of this tribalistic behavior, all this us first them, all of the cognitive biases that humans have is a result of this ancestral understanding of how we used to live in the wild as hunter-gatherers. The problem that you and I have today is we live in a hyper-connected social media world where everything is manicured and the best of everything is put forward. We tend to converge on things that are viral or that have a lot of views or that are outliers or we see the highlight reels of other people's lives and it looks like they're traveling every weekend to some exotic place and hanging out with amazing, beautiful people and famous people and whatever. We see the most manicured version of reality and what it does is it literally warps our brain. It warps our perspective. The standard for beauty for women, for example, for both men, what they perceive they should have, and for women, what they should be, is based on looking at half-naked models on Instagram all day. You're going to change your perception when you have things like porn, or you have these models that are wearing bikinis and fitness, and you have dudes doing steroids, and then talking about how they do this and they eat this and whatever. The perception in our culture today of what you're supposed to do, supposed to be, supposed to look like, supposed to how to think, how to act, and what kind of money and wealth and whatever you should have and aspire to is based on a literal fairy tale. Comparison is the thief of joy. This was said literally years ago before we had the internet. We had maybe newspapers. We had maybe comparing ourselves to like our neighborhood where the 10 people we knew lived near us. Now we can literally compare ourselves to the other two to three billion people that are on the internet right now. And the research that keeps coming out shows us that social media is really bad for our brains. And it's especially bad and hard on the younger generation. My kids are not gonna be on social media for a long time, as long as I can keep it away from them. And even when they get on it, we're gonna have practices and routines to make sure that they understand how to use it. They have, I would even say, I wanna build a disdain for social media into them. Like I have this love-hate relationship with, with social media. I don't hate it, because um, I don't like hating anything. But social media is so toxic that I've had to develop a strategy for it. And I used to care about growing my social media presence. In some way, I want to have that, mostly because I just want to reach people with big ideas like this, but I don't want it to get likes or comments or have people tell me I'm this or that or whatever. Like, I, I just don't, that, that, that means nothing to me. It could probably be very enticing if I got into that and probably suck me in. I've created a strategy where I'm mostly posting on social media and I'm not really engaging. And if I comment, my policy is to try to not go back to notifications because I don't want to get pulled into conversations because generally they're just not productive. This applies to more than just social media. It's all of life. It's friends, it's your family, it's your brothers, it's your sisters. It's anybody that you perceive you should be ahead of, or at least on the same path. We compare ourselves to where we think we should be because we think we're smarter or better than someone else, or we think they're not that special. And we compare ourselves to where we think we should be if we've invested a certain amount of time or we've been trying for whatever, and other people have kind of looked like they only tried this much or only spent that much time. We always are competing in some way. And competition generally is good. I mean, that's what nature is. Nature's competition to survive. Nature's competition to eat and to procreate. Capitalism is competition for the scarce amount of money that people have to spend. And what this does is it makes the products better for the consumer. So it's better for humanity. Capitalism and the pursuit of through free markets of exchange and barter and to basically win, to compete, is good for all because it raises the standard of living. It, it builds technology and everything gets better. Free market capitalism is literally the tide that rises all boats. Because you can actually look at a poor person in America and they're hundreds of times better off than even kings and queens in medieval Europe.
And even the poorest countries in the world right now, where people are literally starving to death, it is getting better every single year. Like some of that growth and that prosperity and the technology does infect other areas. Like people can learn how to farm from depleted soil. And there are certain advancements in communication and information and, and learning and all these different things. So again, technology is basically coinciding with human evolution. Our technology and our human growth and development and our ideas, they all go together. Some would even say that humans' greatest advancement was his ability to use tools. Uh, I believe it's Homo, so Homo sapiens sapiens, wise man sapien. I believe that's the, the origin is wise man. And there's also some things around tool making. Maybe the Homo origin of the word has something to do with tool making or something like that. I'd have to look into that. But it is the thing that makes us most unique and most stand out from our species is our ability to use tools and technology and our ability to work together. And then our ability to work together and to use tools and technology, that's why we've become apex predator and we're dominating Earth. The short idea for you today is if you're comparing yourself to others, if you're inducing guilt and shame because you have this idea of you should be here, you should be there, or they're not this, or they're not that, or they got lucky, if you get into any of that victim narrative or you're beating yourself up, you're going to actually attract more of it in your life. It's, you know, it's the law of attraction. You get what you think about. You get what you spend energy into. But most people don't realize is thoughts manifest to real life, tangible things in our environment. The more you think something, the more you get of that thing. So if you're spending your time comparing yourself to others, you're very unlikely to get those things that you think you want. You want to actually remove as much of that from your life as possible. The only thing you should really compare yourself to, and you should be doing it in a compassionate way, is your previous self. Are you growing? Are you developing? Are you moving forward? Are you taking actions? Because if you're doing those things, then it doesn't matter what other people have done. Their life, their happenstance, the certain things that made them lucky because they were in the right place or the things that they created luck for themselves because they got out and did it, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Life is competition. Nature is competition. And you're never going to have a government that's going to remove this natural law because all you get is totalitarian collectivism, <laughs> dystopia. So that's going to be it for today's video. We are now doing a daily show, The Better Human Podcast, which you can get on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. I hope you subscribe to each and I hope you get on the Better Human newsletter. That's where the hub is. I'm even thinking about doing a daily newsletter to bring this daily show to that and then add some other sections. I've wanted to do a daily newsletter forever and I have all these ideas about how it could be so amazing and it could be something that everyone could want to look into. I just need to do it and I need to start refining it and iterating it. And even just started doing this daily show and making my podcast five to 10 minutes rather than doing long interviews has been a game changer. I love doing it. I look forward to recording. I hope every day you have something that gets the wheels turning in your brain or the gears turning and you get maybe something that wakes you up, maybe something that makes you think about something that you forgot about. I'm hoping that I'm bringing really good ideas to you to help you become a better human. And then the more you take responsibility for your life and improve your life, the more you have this ripple effect on people around you, on your community, on your workplace, etc. That's how we make the world a better place. One better human at a time. In my small way, this is like how I can help change the world so that we get through this fourth turning that we're in, which is, I highly recommend reading the book and looking into that. The next 10 years in America are going to be very, very interesting to say the least. Hopefully, they will be civil. Hopefully, it will be only a verbal revolution and a, a verbal back and forth rather than a physical one. Hopefully, we won't have civil war and things like that. But it's going to take more critical thinking, self-aware, better humans. Not people that just trust whatever the experts or the government says or whatever sounds good with this narrative or that narrative or this political party or whatever. Colin.coach, get in the newsletter. 
Auf Wiedersehen.